mind that's involved. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. When I got out in 1989, we had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all our fellow Sky Watchers listening in tonight. Thank you all for being here with us and listening live on this wonderful evening of May 30th, 2017. My goodness, how fast this month has uh, passed by. We're, over, we're almost already at the middle of the year. Incredible, isn't it? A small, warm place, that's where we're from. And, uh, of course, we're coming to you from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida, located in what some would say is the third rock from the sun. And others would say it's the little warm spot called Aspen. No, wait, wait, that's the wrong text. To our intergalactic listeners, I say again, folks, just remember, if you flippity-flip-flop when you zippity-bop-bop-boom, you're going to have these zippity-bop-pop on your boom-boom. I just remember wish that. I had subtitles for that. I have no idea what you just said. Well, remember, this is intergalactic language. You're not supposed to understand this other guy. Now, to our flat earthers, uh, all two of you listening in right now, thank you for being here. Here's a piece of chalk, and uh, go ahead and draw yourself uh, an outline for the chair so you can sit down. Uh, you know, enjoy the show. I am, of course, Angel Espino, and uh, with me, as always, is my radio hetero life mate, the one, the only, the man born to play the born identity in 2020, the one and only, Alan Weiler, my pinky to my brain. What's up, buddy? I'm doing okay, and now that you've actually said that, now I've got to live up to the born <laughs> identity, and I've got to go start hitting the gym so I could look like uh, Jason Bourne. Thank you. You can look, you now, can look like yeah, you can Jason. Force that on me now. No, but see, they already had one without Jason Bourne, and it was like a different dude, right? right. They could have you play like Jason Bourne's uncle, who's really out of shape, and oh. like. He just has stuff happen to him, like, that's funny, and he has to, like, fight crime, but, you know, he's, like, this really out-of-shape dude. We can make, like, this would be the first time that, that we, could, we could have, like, a fat guy be the hero. I'm not that fat, damn it. No, but you're not skinny, I'm either. Pretty. I know I'm bigger than you, but you're not skinny, either. Let's be realistic, other guy. You know, well, you're, you're I, chubby. I try to take care of myself, you know. I'm you're what we would like to call festively plump. Festive, uh, not pleasantly <laughs> plump, festively plump. Okay, right. well, to hell with you, too. <laughs> so how are you doing tonight, man? What, what part of the world are you joining us from tonight? I am home tonight, and tomorrow I head out to Orlando for having a booth at. Nice. And, you know, you know having a booth at a very Where? incredibly festive show, um, Gay Days Orlando. Gay Days what? Orlando? Is that yep. what... Gay Days, like, as in... Gay people? Day? Yep. 
Apparently so, yes. Uh, oh, okay, I didn't... Yeah, my, my, well, you know. my client has has requested that I do the show since okay. apparently about 120,000 people come into the town over the week of festivities between parades and other things that are going right. on, and uh, he wants me to be in the exhibitor hall that everybody tra- travels through and traipses through. Now, are you going to be dressed in something sexy for the gays? No, no, no. no I'm okay. just going to be in my standard casual, semi-casual slacks. <laughs> no, semi-casual slacks and a nice, you know, golf shirt. You know, you get a lot of uh, attention with that Charlie Brown outfit of yours. You yes, I know. I know. I know. I I, I know. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's not business professional enough. No, I never you said know. it was positive attention. I'm just saying you get attention. You know, most of the time it's positive attention, but, you know, who, who cares what you think? Because nobody apparently does, because nobody it's calls true. into our show, you know? Well, Even you know what? No how many times you give out the number? Let's the remedy show, that by giving out the call. number. Hold on, let's remedy that by giving out the number. Go ahead, give out the number to the audience so they can call. No, them. I'm going to let you call. I'm gonna let be, you, I wonder I'm gonna, I'm gonna why that you, is. I'm going to let you give out the number. I wonder why that is. Because I know it's 786. Right, right, right. Something keep or other, something, no, something. Keep See, that's just great. Three yep. years later, so there's another yep. number. Well, I'm only Amazing. on once a week. You use that number for all the shows that you have, which you should tell all the listeners about so they can not just listen to this show, but the other shows you do as well, too. Well, I'm pretty sure they already know about the other shows that I'm involved with. Of course, you for not radio on uh, with uh, Jesse on Thursday nights, and I produce for Rich Giordano on Sunday nights and have the roundtable show. But this is our main show. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. But, you know, as we all know... So I would think, you know, after three years, you would have at least the decency to, like, to go ahead and, like, memorize this number. It's very I know simple. I should. I know I should. But, very simple. I mean, know, this has I, been, like, I, a, a shtick for two years now, and it's just getting sad. Okay, I will eventually get around <laughs> to learning it. Okay? Will that make you feel three better? Three weeks later! Still doesn't know that. When, when Five say, years okay, later! I yet. promise you, I will eventually get to learn. How about that? By the time you're actually born identity material, that's when you're going to learn it, right? <laughs> by, by, the time, by the time I learned it, we'll be off the air. That's all. Yeah, pretty uh, much, yeah. 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 Kim Jong-un will have sent his tactical nuke EMP that's floating above the Earth. Uh, oh! And uh, it'll, hit, it'll hit the Americas, and we'll be back to the Stone Age. All right. I guess the, uh, you know what, the Democrats will get their way after all. All right. Well... Yeah, let's not even go down that path. Yeah, it's it's a little bit too soon for some people. Uh, I don't know how many, (laughs) I don't know how many, uh, you know, liberal Democrat hippie tree huggers we have on that are listening, but I'm sure there are some. Sorry, liberals, you lost. I mean, it just happens, you know. Like, get over it, really. But anyway, moving on. Um, let's see, we have, uh, of course, some Who do we got tonight? Up. What do we got tonight? Who do we got Hello, tonight? Well, well, that was getting there. Uh, first of all, if you guys want to call in, the number is, uh, 786-245-8127. Again, that caller number is 786-245-8127. That's east of the Rockies, west of the Rockies, north of the equator, over the flat earth, intergalactically and interspiritually, no matter if you're with the Buddha or with the Lord Jesus or whoever deity you, you know, you believe in. 
you pick up the phone, you call that number, you're going to get right on the show. Again, 786-245-8127. And if you're hanging with Jesus, tell him to, that he owes me five bucks and I want it back. And I call in with him. I want to give him some shit over it because five bucks, man. I buy a whole sack with that. But anyway, guys, uh, we have a great guest tonight. He's a returning guest uh, to the show, Dino Ewalt. And uh, he's the host of Paranormal Into the Night Radio. Great show, and a great guest. He's been with us before, like I said, and uh, he's uh, one of our favorites uh, here on the network. He's uh, been on a couple of different shows as a guest, and you know we've uh, talked about having uh, his show here uh, on PSN eventually one day. Maybe that'll happen. Who knows? But he's a really good guy, and we're going to talk a little bit about UFOs, and we're going to talk about paranormal stuff and his show, and you know we'll go from there. That's going to be during the second hour, but... We do have some news to get to in a couple of minutes here on the wall of weird that uh, the other guy here has been uh, digging up for us. And, of course, a little bit later we have the always popular Blast Through the A-Hole. Woohoo! Yay! The other guy's favorite part of the show. It, well, shit happens. What can you do? So, exactly. Uh, yeah. That's the whole point of Blast Through the A-Hole. Exactly. I think we have a caller. All right. Oh, no. Who do we got? Well, we had a caller. Caller, try again. Let's see if we can bring the caller into the uh, call here. I guess they were they were, they were calling and uh, I didn't pick up soon enough. So, uh, you're just neglecting our listeners again. Shame on you. Apparently, folks, so. you should call in and complain that he doesn't listen to the callers. I don't pick up That's soon the, enough. Got now, right now. Because it's hilarious to do, and it'll drive him nuts. Go ahead, folks. It will actually drive me kind of crazy. But, guys, if you want to call in, open lines, uh, 786-245-8127. Uh, the caller that was trying to call in, sorry about that. Uh, call back in, and hopefully I'll see the screen this time. Because that was, it was totally my fault, by the way. I was looking away. So Shame on you. Shame on you. Not paying attention. Shame on you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I usually multitask pretty well. This one I, I kind of goofed on. My bad. All right, that's it, folks. Uh-oh, Is he in? Oh, caller, you there? Yeah. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, how's it going? Welcome this to is Tuesday. Uh, this is Skywatchers Radio. Who's this? Hey, this is Jeff from Festus. In the from where? From Festus, St. Louis area. Oh, oh okay. very cool. Excellent. How are you? What can hey. we do for you? Well, thanks for calling. Yeah, man. Hey, I, I had a question. Uh, it kind of ties in with Sky Watchers, but okay. it's a question about a movie that came out last month, and I just heard just a little bit about it. Uh, it it's, and it's a take on, uh, uh, it's called Phoenix Forgotten. Mm. It was, uh, it's a, it's a movie, uh, it's one of those found footage movies, you know, but bringing it up to the Phoenix Phoenix Lights kind of thing. And have, have, have any of you heard of it yet? Can't I say heard I have. It, I heard of it, but I haven't seen it yet. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I've seen I've seen uh, a couple of trailers, but other than mm-hmm. that, but it sounds real interesting. I can't I can't seem to find uh, like like it's streaming anywhere or anything like that. Like I said, it was only it's only been out a month. No yeah. YouTube. Uh, but, no Hulu. Okay. No nothing. What, no, let me ask you, have you checked IMDb? Sometimes they'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, no, it is on IMDb. Oh, okay. um, yeah, if you go to IMDb, you'll see uh, information on there. It was it came out in, on April 21st of this year, uh, but it's a very limited release. 
So it's, it's one of those things you're probably going to have to wait a little bit uh, for it to come out on DVD or, or Blu-ray to be, be able to really see it. In case, it's, you know, in case it's not played in your town in the theater. Uh, it was directed by Justin Barber. And, um, I mean, it looked like, it looked interesting. It was just, like, I remember it was about a couple of teenagers that disappeared in the wake of the mysterious lights above the Phoenix, Arizona, um, area. And, uh, right, it looked yeah. interesting. I mean, it looked really cool, but I haven't seen it yet. I really, uh, I'm interested in seeing it, though. Yeah, there was another movie uh, like that as well, too, about, uh, people disappearing, uh, from, you know, right as the Phoenix lights were happening as well, mm-hmm. too. Um, damn, I, f- what was the name of that one? I gotta, well, I gotta, this one has like, this one has an all like, uh, amateur cast. I mean, there's not like any veteran actors that we would recognize in the, the cast of this movie. It's all new actors and stuff, but, uh, it looked, like I said, it looked interesting. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you call it? What's your thoughts on the whole Phoenix Lights phenomenon? Real or not real? I think it's real. Uh, what 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 is what is, was Rich out there in that neck of the woods whenever that was happening? Yeah, he was actually. I believe he was. So he 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 had some kind of witness on it. Did he have actually have eyes on? He might have. Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know if Rich is listening in, but uh, he, if he is, he could call in and answer that. Uh, but uh, you know, I do yeah, believe he was in that. I think he was in that area because I do I know he's from out in Arizona. So, um, and he's been there most of most of his whole life, I believe. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think it. I think it's probably one of the best. Uh, I, I don't know if evidence is the, the right word, but it, it's yeah, definitely, that's the, yeah, it's I would be leaning. Yeah, it's, evidence is really not the right word. I agree. It's it, but it's one of those uh, things where it's a kind of a group case uh, scenario because so many people are witness to it that you, you can't just dismiss it. While there's no really no physical evidence left behind, um, the sheer amount of witnesses and, and people that came forward at least you know give a little you know validity to it being real. Yeah, I, I've been looking a little bit on online to try and find some. Uh, you know, some film footage on it. Mm-hmm. And the kind of the crap that I found is like, I mean, I, I'm legally blind and I can see that this is just crap, you know, like, <laughs> like on a bridge or something, you know. I was like, holy cow. Well, there's this enough people really that bad. actually, there's enough people that actually can confirm that uh, this actually happened. Uh, you know, the, oh, at least, yeah, you know, we yeah. can identify what it is, but we definitely know what happens. And funny as it is, did you know that there's a Guardians of the Galaxy tie-in to the Phoenix Lights? No, what was it? <laughs> well, funny as it is, I was just, someone pointed me in this direction. It turns out that Hollywood legend Kurt, I'm going to actually read the article. Hollywood legend Kurt Russell who was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, recently revealed a remarkable real-life role in his resume. He was one of the major witnesses in the Phoenix Lights incident. While appearing on British television to promote the new movie, the actor was reminded of the incident by the host, Giles Brandon. The presenter read a newspaper report about the unidentified pilot who was reporting six unexplained lights while flying his private aircraft at the time the event occurred. To his astonishment, uh, the co-star and the audience, uh, Russell responded by saying uh, the tail number of the plane was Tango Sierra 
you know, two Tango Sierra and I was the pilot. Uh, Tango the and Cash. On- by the way. <laughs> uh, the actor was went on to recall that he was flying towards the Phoenix area with his son on board, and he spotted the six lights over the airport in a uniform V-shape. Bewildered by what he was seeing, Russell subsequently contacted aircraft control, who reported that they were not seeing anything in that vicinity. According to Russell, though, he and his son simply went on with their lives after the incident and had no idea that they had been witness to the historic UFO event. The actor only realized the connection two years later when he actually happened to see a TV special about it. Uh, incredibly, the program detailed the story of the private pilot who reported seeing the lights, uh, leading to Russell, Russell exclaiming, That was me! And later on, uh, <laughs> they checked the flight books and confirmed, indeed, it was him uh, off the sighted aircraft. Uh, in a perspective observation that should sound familiar to a long-time UFO researchers, Russell mused uh, that truly was the weird part of the experience, uh, and him and his son actually just simply forgot the whole incident until it was brought up to him. How do you forget an incident yeah, like that? Yeah, it's cool. Though? He just saw strange lights, and he just said, ah, whatever. Yeah, but this has been talked about in media for you know years now. I mean, the Phoenix Lights is not like this is some random stuff that we're talking about now. No, but some people time. live a little bit of an isolated life. I don't know, man. I don't know. If you're, no, if some, you're involved in, a, in something like that, I don't know. That's a little hard to believe. Some celebrities live a very isolated life. What can I tell you? I don't know. I don't know. It's funny, though, that, that uh, it turned out to be Kurt Russell. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the plane's yeah. name is Tango. That's, that's Well it's two Tango something or other and you right. know, it's like oh hey. Speaking of it's which, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, two had Tango and Cash both in the movie. Yeah, did he play Tango or Cash? Oh. I don't remember. Which which one did Kurt Russell play, Tango or Cash? I think he was Tango. Mm. Yeah. All right. He was Tango. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy was a great movie. If that doesn't let you believe in aliens like Groot, you know, I don't know what else will. I'm Is Groot. Groot. Yep, I'm he Groot. is Groot. Hey, man, thanks, thanks, thanks for adding that. That's cool, yeah. Uh, I, I think I might have caught part of that on on, on something the other day, but I, and I had forgotten. That's cool. Uh, what, what do you, what's your take on the, uh, on the uh, Stevensville thing? A few years later, I mean, these are you know these are in our day, you know mm-hmm. what, what what? Yeah, this is our generation of that? UFO incidents. You're right. Yes, yeah. yeah. right. I mean, it's funny because we always go back to you know Roswell and some of the older older cases and you know some of the stuff that everybody talks about. But yeah, you're right. Like this stuff is you know more modern day you know ufology, uh, even more so than like the Randleshrim Forest uh, incident. You know, this is a little bit more modern. Uh, right. To us now, and uh, but it's funny. We since the Phoenix Lights, we really haven't had any other major incident. Like there's been nothing over the last like few years. I mean, that, nothing, nothing major yeah. anywhere, which is kind of sad. But uh, the, you know, I, I have you know a few questions as to why that is. Uh, is it the people just don't care anymore? Is it becoming too common that people just don't report it? Are you know these things getting better at evading people from seeing them, or, or you know are I don't know, are the experiments that we, we might have been, you know, doing with back engineering aircrafts, are, are they done? And we're just not doing them anymore? That's why people are not seeing them in the numbers that they work. I think a lot of the stuff that people have seen over the years have been our own projects. That you know, They're just misidentifying as alien crafts. Yeah. 
in the sky now. That, I can't say that yeah, for the Phoenix that, Lights because that's, that's the Phoenix Lights in itself has a completely different kind of feel to it, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, you've got my mind thinking. So damn it! Now you've done it. I have another question. <laughs> oh, right, there buddy. it went. Crap. Oh man. This went out. I can't. I can't remember. It's gone. It's gone. Uh. Think. I'm I sorry. I lost it. Damn it. All right. Go ahead. Show was a good one. <laughs> Show was a good one. <laughs> that was a great one. Yep. That it was. Ah oh, man, I, I hate when that happens. Well, Especially on air. Yes, I am. Hang on one second. Someone just sent yep, me a link. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Don't worry. Let's see. Uh, T-Mobile Tuesdays apparently has. Oh wow! Someone just sent me a link. T-Mobile Tuesdays is Wonder Woman tickets. Okay. Well, Anybody have T-Mobile Tuesday? I don't. Nope. I have uh, Metro oh. PCS Mondays. Oh, okay. Do they actually have Metro <laughs> PCS Mondays, or are you just... No, I just made that shit up. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I get to get Wonder Woman tickets for free. Wait, Metro P- the funny thing is Metro PCS is owned by T-Mobile. No, it's the other way around. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Metro PCS is owned by T-Mobile. Yeah, T-Mobile's uh, the parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Mobile like bought them out a few years ago, and they're supposed to like fix the quality of the uh, the phone calls on uh, Metro PCS because they you know they're joining their towers and all that jazz. And so far, not much fixed. Mm-mm. About the same. Shame on them. Isn't 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 uh, T-Mobile uh, uh, the uh, what is it? Not GRS, but. And isn't isn't the Metro, isn't that CDMA, their signal? No, yeah. they used to be using Sprint, yeah. but now um, all their stuff is, um, now they're all, they're using T-Mobile as their MNVO provider. Whatever he just said. Okay. It's scary, yeah. I know these things, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> whatever he said, I'm going 100% with whatever other guy here said. Because it's scary that he knows that, but he does. Yeah, I know. I've got I, I've got weird information. It just always you know, happens it, that way. It's funny. I had to like flash my phone because it wouldn't turn on uh, recently. My Note Four. It was a couple a couple months back, and I had. To, oh, like, it didn't flash. blow up. Is it the Note Four that blows up? Or no, that's the Note the Seven. I think it's like the Seven oh, that blows up. Seven. But um, I had to like flash in, and I, I downloaded these programs to do the whole thing. And I finally got it to turn on and work, and I don't know what exactly I did to it, but now the screen, instead of saying the regular, you know, message when it turned on, because it's an unlocked phone that I bought directly from uh, Samsung. It just would have the Samsung logo and, the, you know, walk on the screen. Now it has, like, some company from Mexico, like, As Vendel or something like that, and it's, like, promoting some Spanish stuff, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I've been hijacked by Mexico. Sounds like track phone is taking you over, man. How does this happen? Like, I have no idea what I did to my phone. It's working, but I have no idea what, what I did to it. Like, now I got that welcome you put, a, you put in a, uh, you put in someone else's ROM that's not the factory stock ROM. And, um, you know, it was the person who created the ROM made sure it was for his phone and his service. And that's probably the company who it was from. That's all. I think I have an idea that you might oh, be able to, oh. to help me fix this. So I'm, uh, you and I are going to talk about this later, off the air, though. Off the air. Okay. All right. Now, we have more news Guys, to get to. Uh, I, I've had a news. I got a news flash. Not a news flash. 
What okay. I was going to ask you about was the Gillian Ranch. What's your thoughts on that? Because oh, there's, there's a lot of people go out there and they see stuff and they put the the the, the night vision on. And what do you think? Does night vision only What's work there, thought? or it works everywhere? Pretty much, yeah, everywhere. But here's the thing: I get night vision. Go to any uh, place where you have you know open field and you have night sky. It's really nice. Uh, just lay down for a while. You just start looking around. You're going to see stuff because there's satellites that flare. Uh, there's all kinds of things up there that right. move around. Uh, even shooting stars, you're going to catch them like crazy. And you're going to be like, oh, man, I've never seen a shooting star before until right now. There's like 20 of them. You're going to see all kinds of like kooky things happen that you just wouldn't see normally. So yeah, I'm not too impressed if somebody goes out there and says, oh, yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff. Because, you know, they're they're... Amateurs, they've never like really done a lot of sky watching, so they might not even know what the hell they're looking at. So, uh, unless I go out there myself and see it for myself and see actual like ships or see some kind of like interaction with aliens uh, or something that's coming down that looks like alien craft, uh, I really don't put much stock into it. It's, uh, to me, it's just a bunch of people that go out there to have a powwow and hang out and shoot the shit. And you know, you funny know. as it yeah. is, I, I funny as it is, I just picked up. Uh, from Amazon.com uh, the other day, um, a security camera system that's uh, half of 1080p, which is, uh-huh. what, 720 or 1024, right. um, and it's got night vision. Uh, I'm just thinking, you know, maybe I will actually – I picked up two of, two of the sets for like 99 bucks, which is a great deal. That's good um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I should just set it up outside since they're weatherproof cameras and just aim it at the sky and see what it catches eventually. Oh, you're going to catch something, yeah. You're, I mean, thing it's is, got four cameras, but it can take eight. So I'm wondering, you know, that would actually be cool to set up all eight cameras aiming up towards the sky, just yep. different quadrants of the sky and see if it catches something. That would be a good idea. That'd be cool. And the you cool part re- is, is that I can stream. So I can leave it out there, and, you know, I don't need to be in front of it to try and catch something. And I can actually make it available for everybody, which might actually not be a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, here's the big secret to everybody out there who uh, who's like, well, why, not, why don't I see something in the, in the sky? Well, how much sky watching do you do exactly? Timing. It's timing. It's, it's timing. timing, and it's spending time out there and just being there and just, you know, uh, either you have a camera set up, you know, you know, streaming 24 hours a day, or you're out there yourself uh, trying to, like, catch something, and you can do it, you know, for hours on end. I mean, I put a lot of hours at one point, and I, and I saw nothing but, like, satellites. And I'm talking about, like, I spent at one point, like, at least 200 hours sky watching, and I saw nothing, just a bunch of satellites. And that was depressing as hell. And even the stuff that I seen, which kind of looked, uh, you know, ET-ish, maybe uh, UFO-ish, Type of crafts, you know, floating in there doing, you know, weird maneuvers. I can't really say that they're alien spacecrafts because, again, um, I, they weren't close enough. I have no real proof. It could be one of ours. It could be, you know, black po- uh, project, you know, that's, that's going on. It could be all kinds of, of different things out there. So, uh, you know, unless something lands in the front lawn and tells me, hey, take me to your leader. Uh, there's not much I can do, really, to do 200%. <laughs> but it's cool. It's got, I mean, sky watching is really neat to the, for the fact that you actually are going to be able to see all kinds of things you normally wouldn't see. But for those of you out there who are like, yeah, why don't I see something? Well, get to sky watching. 
go outside for a little bit. Spend time in, the, in the nature and get a camera or two and, and, and look up to the skies for a while. You're going to see something eventually. But it takes hours, man. It's not easy. You know, there's certain spots you're going to see more stuff than others. And some people are like, yeah, it's uh, hot spots. Yeah, that's because there's more satellites in that area of the planet, dude. That's the only reason you see more stuff. That's, you know, it's, it's very simple. You know, science is very, very simple. Uh, well, so if you're going to go sky watching, make sure that you also, like, know where satellites are positioned in the sky. There's, you know, places online that you can look that up. So you're not, you know, looking at a satellite thinking, oh, my God, that's a spacecraft from another galaxy. Where it's actually just, you know, the Showtime satellite for TV. Or something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I think they got a couple apps. I think they got a couple apps that, uh, where satellites are coming through, and then yeah. uh, I think there's a, a plane tracker app too, so you yeah. can use both of those to, uh, uh, you know, eliminate something and possibly, possibly narrow down what you're looking at. I've, I've had two possible sightings, uh, maybe within, I don't know, a, a week or so of each other. Uh, it was the summer a couple of years ago. Uh, one was toward a uh, power plant to the south, and one was kind of southwest by south, I something like that. Uh, they were looking for they were just, the nuclear they were, weapons. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was by the well, power been, plant. It was the nuclear weapons. Hmm. I think I they would have been fucking Do you understand the <laughs> reference of the joke? No, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Star Trek, the original series, they made movies, and uh, they traveled back in time. And uh, yeah. Walter Koenig, who played uh, Chekhov, Chekhov, kept on... Chekhov. Going near any of the power, you know, he's looking for the nuclear vessels for energy. And the movie is oh, the answer okay. is the voyage home. That's right, Star Trek: The Voyage Home. Looking for the well, nuclear uh, vessels. That's right, looking for the I nuclear vessels. <laughs> I have another question since I'm here. <laughs> Sure, we got a couple of minutes, and uh, we're going to let you go because we have uh, another segment to get to. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. Ask away. But ask right. away. Uh, is Jesse going to be live Thursday? You know, that's a good question. That's a, the million-dollar question. You know, Jesse's a little bit of a deal uh. sometimes. And, <laughs> well, he won't be dead. How about that? <laughs> he definitely will not be dead. No, no. He no, will no. not be dead on the air. Well, we would be suspended in animation, man. Uh, that's a possibility. It's that very possible. Be to see. <laughs> no, well, but I, I, I believe he should be. Uh, he should be uh, on air on Thursday, so I think you'll be okay uh, tuning in Thursday. Okay. All right. Great. Great. I love listening to the live stuff like tonight. And uh, welcome to Tuesdays, guys. I'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. We, we've been here for like four years, though. Just saying. I've called in before. <laughs> I'm saying you say welcome to Tuesdays. I'm like I call in Rich. I call in here. I call in every. Well, I haven't called. I don't know if yeah, I you, called in Jesse or not. No, I don't, I don't think I don't think you called Jesse yeah. now. Call in on Thursday. Yeah. You'll be all right. No Appreciate worries. it. All right, man. All right, buddy. Okay. Night. Yep. Bye. Bye. 
it's funny because like he says, "Welcome to Tuesdays," and I'm like, "We've been here for for a long time now. Actually, this has been our main, uh, you know, night for a couple of years at least." Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it... Did I miss something, other guy? Or was I? Uh, uh, I didn't eating a think burrito so. when I miss something. Or... You were chewing on a burrito. That's it. Yeah. Was, was it like the the Mandela effect? You know, like I just I didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's it, maybe, kind of, sort of, I don't know. So, uh, before we get to the next segment, which is Blast of the A-Hole, what's the, uh, the next uh, article we have here on the Wall of Weird that uh, we can get to? Uh, hang on one second, let me go find it, where was it? Uh, is it the uh, four new crop formations found in England, is that the one? Oh yeah, that was interesting, I found that really interesting. There are four new crop circle, you know, four new crop circle, um, formations that were in, uh, that were found this year, and I was just like, uh, this happened actually in the UK, and mm-hmm. it was, uh, it, you know, the article is from May 26th, uh, with nearly two weeks of inactivity, UK crop circle scene exploded last week with a whopping four new formations, uh, as chronicled by the crop circle connector website. Um, the first design was discovered on May 21st in Wilshire County in England. Uh, the formation appears to be a solar eclipse that bears a striking resemblance to a 2004 design that showed also such a celestial event. Uh, intriguingly though, uh, much like how the 2017 crop circle predates this summer's solar eclipse coming in three months, it also predates the last one. Also predated the 2004, uh, sorry, uh, formation. Oh, you okay there, buddy? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, was, sorry. Was, was that a yawn or a sigh? It was, it was either a heartburn you, or a ghost trying to possess me. I'm I, not sure. I think that was like a heart attack is what I told him. Like, that was yeah. weird, man. It was an inhale, but I had to, like, have some acid reflux. I don't know what it was. I don't know if you uh, inhaled or exhaled, but, you know, uh, at least you're still alive. I'm alive. alive. Uh, casting aside the possibility of coincidence, this suggests that the crop circle makers see the solar eclipse as a significant event. Uh, if the formations are simply created at, by artistic humans, uh, it's a remarkable commitment to the community. Uh, subsequent formation was reportedly discovered on the 22nd in the county of Dorset that also sparked somewhat a debate in the crop circle community as the meaning and the various interpretations being offered, ranging from, ooh, it's spiritual, to the puerile. Um, that said, one researcher who examined the formation declared there is no doubt that this is a paranormally real event and cited the lack of evidence of human activity uh, as well as its complexity. The third design uh, that they found was simply fantastic of the puzzle-like nature of the crop circle itself, uh, as the formation appears to be a combination of two previous pieces which were documented earlier in the year. On the 25th, the formation consisted of the pendulum design, uh, which kicked off the 2017 crop circle season, and the dubious design documented two weeks ago. Uh, while there may be a message intended in the newly formed and discovered formations, the curious nature of its construction suggests that it might be made by human hands. The final formation of the week yeah. was also reported yesterday. As such, has yet to been fully explained, and researchers are looking into it now. There's one of them that looks like a vagina. Um, okay, if you say so. Um, I mean, you want to talk about a bushy bush, you know, you can, but I think that's taking it a bit too far, but okay. 
No, follow uh, follow along here uh, and take a look at this one here. I'm going to, uh, not the third, I think it was the second one. Yeah, the second one. Hang on one By the second. way, I'm going to post, uh, I posted the link over on our uh, Facebook page. If you guys want to take a look at the photos with us, uh, that's uh, facebook.com forward slash skywatchers radio. Okay, and going I'll to the crop circle right connector site. Third, yeah, the, well, the first design, let me see if that's the one. That's not the first design. The first design looks like something out of the Karate Kid. Looks pretty cool, though. All right. Yeah, I'll just link it to you. Yeah, a lot easier. All right. And when you look at it, you know, use your, your imagination a little bit. I know it's uh, tough for you sometimes, uh, other guy, but... Uh, look, okay. Look at this with open eyes. <laughs> you know be really cool? You know, I've never thought of this until now. I, I mean, I've been looking at really cool parody... Um, parody type of um, lawn service names because I need my lawn done. I saw Lawn and Order the other day. Nice, I like that. Which was really, really cool. Um, and their, and their um, what do you call it, their trailer looks like the Lawn Order colors and logos, which was really, really funny. But I'm surprised no one's actually done Crop Circle Gardening. Now here, follow along with me, by the way. Uh, if you look at the first image that I just, uh, linked, uh, linked you there, that first yeah. image has what looks like a vagina. You see that? Now if you scroll... A Either little bit, that or a Holy Spirit glowing in the dark. No, but see, this is why I'm going with a vagina. Look at the second image down. There's a guy there with his penis. You see the dude's penis right there? Um, yeah, but that's... Isn't that, uh... No, that's, a, that's a penis. I, I recognize Yeah, but it's that, that's one. not a crop... No, but it's it's drawn on like the crop circle like next to it or something. I don't know. The the, the guy is looking for the vagina. That's what I'm saying here. Okay, um, if you say so. Hang on. Let's read down here. Uh, the hill figure made by turf cut outline with chalk depicts a large naked man with an erection. It is typically See? described as a giant wielding club. Uh, the figure is scheduled to be a monument in the United. That's been there for ages. Exactly, and then the, all of a sudden, a vagina-looking thing appears as a crop formation. Mm-hmm. Suspicious. Okay, fine, maybe. <laughs> all right, sure, we'll we'll give you the credit for that one. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Who's who? Who am I to argue? Sure. I mean, I'm okay. I'm not blown away by <laughs> get it blown away. Blown away. Yeah. Knew <laughs> you were gonna do that one. Uh, rim shot. Yeah, baby. Now, look, uh, I'm not really blown away by any of these, um, you know, crop circles, oh, well, to be honest. Then there is no pleasing okay. you. No, but here's the thing. Uh, while uh, I'm not blown away by any of these things, uh, it's just that there's no real complexity after you, you see the what, you know, transpired uh, with the, uh, remember the, uh, the one that had the face, uh, and, and there was uh, the one that had the DNA graph. Of, there was the irreceivable reply message that came out a few right. years, uh, years past. After you get and see that and the complexity of how that was created, and or, well, I don't know who created it, whether it's aliens or humans, but when you see something that complex, something like this is just like small-time potatoes. Well, yes and no. Well, I'm not going to argue this. Uh, I- I'm too tired to. Uh, people call it. We already had one caller tonight. Let's go for at least two. That'd be nice. But you got to admit, though, it is kind of funny. You see a dude with an erection there in the field right next to like what looks like a vagina. It's I mean, it's it's there. This kind of comedy doesn't write itself, folks. It really doesn't. It just comes right off the top. 
No kidding. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> and it's uh, the Cerdney Abbas Giant. That's the name of the uh, outline in Chalk Dude. Okay. Very cool. The Cernus Abbas Giant is a hill figure near the village of Cernus Abbas in Dorset, England. Made by the turf uh, cut outline filled with chalk. Yep. It depicts a large, naked man with an erection. Congratulations. And it's funny, because I saw the vagina before I ever saw the naked guy, and then when I was scrolling down after I mentioned I was like, wait a second, that's a penis. That's a giant penis. Hey, if that sticks out to you the most, that's what sticks out to you the most. And, you know, if you look at this another image, if you keep scrolling down, where it's like a wide-angle shot, and you can see like the, the the vagina on the other side of the uh, of the, like, whatever, the road or whatever that is, and then you see, like, the uh, chalk outline on one side, it almost looks like the guy is, like, calling over to other penis-dwelling chalk figures to come with him to find the vagina. Like, the vagina is like the vagina of life or something. And okay. This right. is the vagina on the pedestal type of thing. I am just not going to argue with you. I'm just going <laughs> to let it go, and I'm going to let people call it and comment. I am too tired to comment. Uh, you have the sniffles? What's going on over there, buddy? Tell me the truth. Yeah, I guess I am getting a little bit of the sniffles. It's a little bit dusty in here. Ah, well, you gotta keep that cocaine habit under wraps, bro. Check out that picture I just sent you on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on, I'm bringing it up. Okay, yeah, the ones across the uh, you see that? ones across the uh, thing from the other. Yeah. yeah, look at his hand gesture there, huh? He's waving. <laughs> Guys, I found the vagina. Let's go. He's like, come on over here. Let's go. Yeah. See, that's what the flat earthers uh, look like trying to find a vagina. That's it right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Is all I'm going to say is wow. All right, everybody. That's what, that's what we roll. That's how we roll here on, uh, on Skywatchers Radio. Yeah. Now. All right. Wall. Now what do we got on? We've got to do blasts from the air. Yeah, we have to do blasts. we got to do blasts. That's right. All right. Because uh, I don't think we have any more stories to go over, right? That's, uh, that's about it. I don't think so. Yeah. It's, yep. it's, a, it's been a caller, slow week. Way. Thank you, caller. Yeah, it, it, well, you know, most people month, are actually. busy with their barbecues and things like that from the holiday weekend. But you know yeah. what? You'll see tons and tons of UFO reports after the 4th of July because everybody sees fireworks and UFOs at the same time. And alcohol, just ironically enough, is, you know, being drank right. like crazy. Just saying. Just saying. I believe the Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's get to the blast through the A-holes. Uh, we have about, uh, what, 12 minutes before we have Dino Ewelts on the line with us, and uh, we're going to talk all things paranormal. We're going to talk about his show, Paranormal Into the Night. I believe that's still the name of the show, unless he changed it. might have changed it. Uh, maybe because of Dino's Into the Night now, or something, I don't know. But uh, he's going to join us, and we're going to talk about his show, about uh, ufology, the paranormal, and all kind of kooky things, boys and girls. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But right now, that's right, it's that time again. For Blast to the A-Hole. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, you know you like it. And here we go. The first question comes to us from Bernie the Baker. Okay. I wonder what he's baking. Pot brownies. Yes. Uh, he wants to know, what sort of taste do you think alien fish have? Ooh. Tastes like chicken. Uh, yeah, it tastes like chicken. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. yeah, Bernie, the baker. That's what I'm going with. Tastes like chicken. Other guy? Yeah, I'll agree with that, yeah. Tastes like chicken. 
pretty good, right? It's a pretty good assessment. Yeah. All right, Bernie, that's you. Uh, the next question comes from Alan, and Alan wants to know, he says, if UFOs are real, why don't more people see them? Why don't more people see them? I kind of like answered that earlier, but other guy you want to It's timing. That. It's all about timing. The right place at the right time. That's all. That's what it is. It's all about timing. I would say it's, you know, not only that, it's, again, like I said earlier, it's the amount of time that you put into it. It's not just, you know, good timing. It's, you know, you have to put a lot True. of time sky watching. Uh, you got to be out there, you know, consistently. Over and over and over again. And uh, this is going to do two things, uh, maybe three. Uh, one is going to make sure that you see something eventually. Uh, two is going to make sure that you uh, have no girlfriend or life at all. <laughs> and three, it might get you kicked out of your parents' home. So you better have a good backup plan because they're going to think you're weird just going outside and looking at the sky. And they might call the cops. So I'm just saying, be be careful and make sure they know what you're doing. And uh, go outside, have some fun. But uh, by all means, don't do it enough that it costs you, you know, your love life. Because it happens to the best of us. It really does. Yep, it does. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, you know, that's the last thing you want. Unless you're into that, you know, sort of loneliness type of life. Well, you know, these things happen to some people. Alan, and it's a shame. Yeah, there you go. All right. Now, uh, the next one comes from James T. And uh, he didn't put Kirk at the end, so I'm just thinking uh, maybe uh, he's messing with us. But he says, uh, do you think that they play sports on other planets? I think that uh, more highly advanced civilizations might have more of a quest for knowledge than for leisure time sports and other mindless drivel. But then again, I could be wrong as well. Um, yeah, more advanced civilizations, I could agree with that, but, you know, uh, look, everybody that looks up to the night sky always says, you know, aliens are going to be so much more advanced than us, and when they're going to come down here, they're going to teach us all kinds of wisdom and stuff, and they're going to save us, they're going to be our saviors. They're going to teach us stuff, man. Right. There could be be planets out there, and and I guarantee you there's a lot of planets out there where their aliens are dumbasses. And I'm talking about like, uh, Jersey Shore, you know, Kardashian style dumbasses, like <laughs> dumb people, like really stupid, ignorant people that live on these planets. Uh, and they, uh, just uh, picking their nose, probably picking their assholes and just, uh, living in a rock somewhere. I, I guarantee you there's people like that in the world. It's a big sky, it's a big night sky, it's a big space. Guarantee that's out there. Not all alien races are gonna be smart. Some of them are gonna be dumb as bricks. You know, that's yeah, just the way it is. And some of them are going to be intelligent enough that they can communicate with each other and even maybe with an alien race outside their world at some point. But they're still going to be socially dumb as bricks. I mean, that's just eh, you know, just the way it is. Some of them are going to be technologically advanced. Some of them are going to be technologically advanced. Some of them are going to be sort of advanced. Some of them might be just like us. Some of them might not be like us. Here's the deal. And this is the mind-blowing part, right? They believe. Okay. That space is infinite. Right? Uh, true. That's what they believe, that it just keeps going on and on and on and on and on forever. No end. True. Alright. So this gives you the, the understanding that in an infinite space, you have to deal with infinite realities, infinite possibilities. So in other words, there's 
all kinds of stuff out there, whether they're intelligent or not. Believe me, there's stuff out there, and there's life out there. Uh, and it's going to be all kinds of stuff that we just have no idea was there. One day we're going to uh, probably encounter some beings of garbage pill kids type, look, type of looking things. That might exist on a planet somewhere. I would hate for that to possibly. exist. No, possibly. No, you're right. You, know, you never know. But the thing is, you know, with infinite possibilities and an infinite space, there's an infinite amount of things that could happen somewhere in the cosmos, you know, in a, in a galaxy far, far, far away. There could be a young boy named Luke Skywalker who lives with aunt and uncle Baru and and you know they are in a, ta- <laughs> a planet called Tatooine that has two sons. I mean, all this stuff could actually be going down as happened in the movies. You know why? Because long space out there, man. We got a lot of space. A lot of space. Infinite amounts, guys. So infinite amount of possibilities. And if that's the case, then anything you can, you can pretty much conceive of, I almost can guarantee you there's a version of that happening right now somewhere in the cosmos. Tell me that doesn't blow your mind. Uh, it doesn't blow my mind because I believe All you're right. right. Cool. There you go. You know, All right. uh, well, you I, go. I totally believe it. I've seen way too many things already in my life in this universe, so I am sure believe in it. Truly. For once, he gives me props. Congratulations. Props! James T., there you go. Now, number four, uh, the fourth question here comes from uh, Henry. Henry wants to know, and uh, this actually ties into uh, a story we a story we talked about earlier with uh, Kurt Russell a little bit. Uh, he wants to know, Guardians of the Galaxy, is it the new Star Wars? Because I just saw the new one, and like Star Wars, the sequel is all about the daddy and the daddy issues. And uh, who is your daddy? And finding out who the daddy was. So uh, do you guys think that this is the modern-day Star Wars, even though I know there no. is new Star Wars movies coming out? But what do you think? I don't think it. I don't think at all that it is. Um, well, we know that. We know you don't think at all. That's understood. Ha ha ha! No, seriously, I don't think it's the next uh, Star Wars. It, the mythos and the storylines are based on comic books. There's no original content. Um. So I honestly don't think that it doesn't have the lasting. It doesn't it doesn't have an eternal struggle um, everything always ends up being complete by the end of the movie um, I think that there's too many too much comedy in it it's not a good drama or saga it's it, it's got it, it plays to the fan it plays to the okay Guardians of the Galaxy plays to the audience and what they want and what they expect to see. Star Wars didn't do that. Well, maybe not a new hope, but I think as they've gone along, especially the newer ones, they're playing more towards what the audience wants to see. I mean, Rogue One, that was like full fan service all the way through. No, I think Rogue One was a war movie inside the Star Wars universe. It wasn't a Star Wars movie. It was a yeah, war movie inside the Star Wars universe. You, should think, you know how many fans have wanted to see just that for like the last 30 years? A all-out war movie within the Star Wars universe? That's something that fans have been dreaming about for years. And I, it was so good that you know you didn't notice there were no lightsaber battles and or anything until Vader shows up at the very end. Spoilers. And uh, again, that Vader scene, full fan service. Complete 
utter fan service. I mean, that was... I don't think it was fan service. I think it was being used as a bridging the gap between the movies. Well, obviously, yeah, no kidding. I understand that also, but if you look at it, I mean, yeah, it's bridging the gap, but the the way that scene is shot, you know what I'm talking about, the corridor scene with the uh, the, the rebels, the way that scene right. is shot, the way he goes after them and just slaughters them, that's what the fans have been wanting to see Vader do forever. That's all. That's okay. all. That was pure fan right. service. I mean, you could have had Vader in there a little bit, and, and just have that, you know, with Grand Moff Tarkin, and have that be the, you know, the connector to the uh, New Hope and to the rest of the series. Uh, you didn't have to go all out like they did, and they went all out because, again, it's all about the fan service right now. They try to lure the fans back into loving Star Wars, and by God damn it, they did it. Because <laughs> you're right, Rogue they did One a good is, job. It's an amazing movie. If you haven't seen Rogue One, uh, shame on you. Leave right now, or well, after the show. After That's the show, right. and go watch you, it. Yeah. You need to see it, folks. So after the show. Movie. After you know, it's funny, like, we were talking, uh, I was talking off air with a friend a couple of days ago about, you know, my favorite Star Wars movies, and to me, The Empire Strikes Back is still the, the best Star Wars uh, that there is, was, and probably ever will be. Uh, but Rogue One, uh, really, I mean, a lot of folks are really, like, warming up to this movie, and a lot of folks are saying this is their favorite Star Wars movie, and uh, I can see why f- folks love this movie. I mean, it, it, it's Star Wars, but at the same time, it doesn't have the whole Star Wars uh, feel 100% because there's no, like I said, lightsaber duels or anything. You only see a lightsaber battle once at the very end, and it's Vader really quick. Uh, it has Vader, which is you know, amazing in itself. You see Vader in a back to tank. I mean, come on, that's that's yeah, epic. You know, you see him in, uh, in in Vader's castle, which is even more epic on uh, Mustafar. I mean, that you see all kinds of like little neat things uh, that is complete fan service. But I mean, I can see where fans are loving this movie, uh, you know, a great deal. But what do you think? Uh, would you put this on the same level as Empire Strikes Back, or just below it, or above it? What do you think? I think. I think Empire Strikes Back is one of the better of the movies. Uh, but we're getting off the ufology topic, so we've got to jump back, not to mention get our guest. Yes, but, you know, Star Wars is about space, so it's kind of like kind of fits. Uh, we have well, one it's about more. space. Yeah, we've got one more. That's, uh, there you go, uh, uh, Henry. That's your answer. Uh, we both think that Star Wars is Star Wars and Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, while great. Nah, it's not Star Wars, no. It's just. Yeah. Slow your roll, Yoko. Okay, relax. I'm Yoko uh, for Cocoa Puffs. That's there right. There you go. Last question here before we get to Dino, our guest, in the second hour here we have, uh, let's see, this is from Chris. He wants to know, what if we don't live in a round earth or a flat earth, but what if it's all in Matrix? What now? Well, you know, some people have been theorizing about the holographic universe. Right, um right. I don't know. We, you know, there was a great Doctor Who episode uh, last week that, I saw you that, know, yeah. you know, we're all in the holographic universe and we are all part of someone else's simulation. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, if you, does that mean if you're praying, you're emailing someone? Maybe. You know, it's it's different. It's a different theory. So I, I still don't have answers. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any answers either. If I did, I'd be really wealthy right now and probably dead. Yeah, I'd like to buy a vowel. I I really just, yeah. 
That's uh, why it's I, I think the reality of what existence is is going to be a lot weirder than a sphere, round Earth, or even a flat Earth, or a holographic universe, or a matrix. Where we actually uh, get down to the brass tacks of what you know, we are and where we are and what our existence really is. It's, right. uh, it's going to be probably a little bit more weirder than we all expected. But until that point, guys, uh, just stick around and lay back and just relax. We're going to be right back after a couple minutes here of break time with our guest, Dino Ewaltz. And uh, we're going to have a good old time right on Skywatchers Radio. So don't go anywhere. And, again, open lines if you want to call in, 786-245-8127. We'll be right back. no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first-ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah, 10 seconds of, uh, no. What are you that was so convincing. Yeah, what are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel, and more. SupermanHomePage.com Here's a riddle for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www. SecretsofDelshaw.com to learn more.
Welcome back to Skywatchers Radio, right here in PSN Radio. That's right, this is PSN Radio, and uh, we're live. Radio. Everybody okay. listening in, if you want to call in, the open, you know, open line, 786-245-8127. I'm sure the guest that we have on right now would love to ask or answer any of your questions that you want to ask. His name is Dino Ewald, he's a paranormal into the night's radio host, and of course, he is into all kinds of paranormal and ufology-based stuff, and he's been here once before. So welcome back, Dino. Welcome back to the Skywatchers Radio. <laughs> Skywatchers Radio. Uh, thank that's, you very that's much, Spanish. Angel. That's how Spanish, that's what we say in radio in Spanish, radio. Uh, radio. Yeah, yeah, we say so, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what a wild first hour. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Dino Ewell. And the name is still the same, Angel. It is Paranormal <laughs> Into the Night. So it's pretty much been that ever since I started the show, really. Uh, the group so you get, you're changing it to, like, Dino's, like, uh, lair or something like that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got so much crap going on. I, sometimes I can't even keep track of it, but, you know, <laughs> that's how it goes. <laughs> now, I know you have and, a cool show, man. Tell the audience a little bit about your show who might not remember from the light, because it's been a few months since you've been here, so. Yeah, know, yeah uh, sure, I can. Um, why not? Whatever. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I, I host a show, uh, Paranormal Into the Night. There you go. I mean, it's it's easy enough right there. Uh, the name says it all. Yes, the name says it all, <laughs> Paranormal Into the Night, which started out as an Art Bell chat group. <laughs> and uh, he went off the air, and Heather Wade came on, and I said, you know what, I'm going to change things up in this group because it grew like crazy. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do my own show. So uh, it's evolved since then, ups and downs, like we know, you know, it's it, when you start mm-hmm. start off doing this kind of thing, you know, I mean, there's a million of us out there podcasting uh, this kind of show and, and paranormal stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but uh, I think I'm kind of getting in a groove here where, uh, and it's only t- about two years old, uh, so it's relatively uh, a young show, but um, connecting and hooking up with a lot of people. But to get where you're saying, everything uh, is in my Facebook group, Paranormal Into the Night, uh, which uh, lately I've been live streaming on Facebook, on the Facebook group too, and on YouTube simultaneously. So that's been working out really, really cool. A lot of people on Facebook have been uh, joining in and listening. It's, it's is it just a, you or you have a co-host or anything? Uh, Alan, and, and nice to meet you. It's the first time talking to you. Yes. Yep. Um, it's just me. It's just me. I do everything. So, and you know what? Wow. Because really, I've never been in broadcasting prior to this. Okay, nothing to do with it. Uh, this was a hobby when I first started. Like I said, ups and downs. But um, I've done everything myself. I've kind of enjoyed doing it myself because you kind of got free reign to do whatever and stream whenever. Even though I try to keep a, a specific night most of the time, it's. Usually Saturday nights, 11 p.m. Um, Eastern time that I do stream. Uh, so, yeah, I do everything myself. Um, and the software I got allows me to do the streaming, which is really, really cool, on the Facebook group and YouTube you know, at the same time. And after that, I upload to uh, iTunes. And, yeah, from there it just gets out everywhere. So it's kind of a learning learning thing i'm you know going oh. through right here and all this software and everything really is kind of cool to to get the show out so yeah so there you go how many people, let me ask you how many people do you think you actually have watching you live uh when you do broadcast 
Well, you can look at the um, the Paranormal Into the Night. I got to change the name. There's a page and there's a group. Paranormal Into the Night uh, group. Okay, you you got to stream on a page. So I stream it on Paranormal Into the Night radio show, which is te- te- technically not a radio show because I'm not on no radio networks. Although that's kind of changing. I got I'm uh, picked yeah. up uh, by UK uh, Paranormal UK radio network, which is. Um, there's, they stream over there in um, Europe, so it's it, the shows are. Actually they, gonna, are they streaming your sh- like the same show you do on YouTube, like the same exact uh, way you're doing it, or are you doing yeah. a different broadcast for them? No, it's it's not. It's it's the same shows, um, okay. and it's just just started up this week, uh, and that's what makes it good because I can, I don't have to go live through them. Okay, they're it's, to them it's a pre-recorded show, but it's a. a Filled in time slot every Wednesday, uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. here, Good which you. is which is well, oh god, what did they say? Whatever the time over in UK is, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. five-hour so, time difference. Yeah, we have yes. we have some shows like that here on uh, on PSN Radio where we do um, you know rebroadcasted episodes or yeah, uh, you know pre-recorded episodes. Uh, Mac Maloney is one of our uh, mainstays here on the network for a while now, and. Uh, it's the same kind of deal. He's on like he's on like twenty networks, which is a way to get exposure wow, yeah. if you want if you want to uh, well, yeah. you know, become famous on this uh, in this thing. But you know, YouTube is it's a great avenue because YouTube actually gives you monetization and you you can make money. Doing oh your God, D- so. don't get me uh, started with YouTube there, Angel. There, um, uh, yeah, I won't talk about it. It's hard to get <laughs> m- make money on YouTube. Really, I mean, it's like a penny for like a. Hundred thousand views. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, you, so, know, you, you have to. Yeah. Really, you have to have a lot of hits. That's for sure. But you know what? I know yeah. a few folks on there that are making a living oh, yeah. off of YouTube. So, I mean, for it, sure. you just have to have the following. Giving. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. But getting back to Alan with the the uh, streaming live on Facebook, what that allows me to do is um, uh, share to numerous groups which I've been a part of. Uh, you know, in the paranormal, uh, you know, side of it for a while now and uh, if you look at the paranormal the videos the actual shows itself uh thousands of views are starting to uh appear on the facebook live part of it and you can cool. break that down by minutes and everything else on there too which is kind of cool. i mean i'd love to i'd like to do a live thing but you know angel and i are in two different places and you know got well, that, no, to try that's easy the, the yeah. different places it's easy that's a Technology is made it simple as hell now. Oh, the problem is yeah. the problem is that you know me and the other guy here, we we have faces for radio. More <laughs> so him than me, though. Well. More him than me. No. I'm just saying, more him than me. I have well, more faces for TV, <laughs> dude. Well, I my... do public speaking all the time. Yes, there but you it's go. Not on TV. Hey, Angel, I don't I don't show my face, so you know it's <laughs> you put a banner up. Uh, I, I, I you know what? Yeah, it's the software that I use that allows you to put in your banner, uh, stream the audio, and uh, yeah, go check it out on uh, the paranormal. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not with you because I mean I do uh, stuff for uh, one of my yeah. uh, channels on YouTube. I do videos all the time and stuff. Is it's really just getting the other guy uh, coordinated over here in, in a proper place that he can do a, a stream. Right. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking to try and find a place I could do a studio in. Yeah. So <laughs> he's finally cool. he's finally getting encouraged. So you saw what I put together here in my house. I put a little man cave. Oh and, yes, I love it. I saw the pictures. And, uh, it's great. I am so jealous. Oh. Well, you see my you saw my my cave here. It's it's kind of. I'm gonna just do green screen and actually just make my man cave <laughs> my, my fake man cave look like his. So that way it'll be green screened up. 
Well, my man hey, cave is mostly money. horror toys, so uh, yep. I think uh, you may have seen that before. It's filled with Universal monsters, uh, horror posters, and stuff like that. So, which which is for my late late horror show that I still do. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, so everything's been going really good. Uh, yeah. That's wild so, to hear, I mean, man. It's good to hear that. It's good to hear because yeah. uh, you know last time you sounded a little bit like you were, you didn't know if you were going to continue the show or not. And I was a little bit depressed for you. Well, I tell you, it's uh, like I said, ups and downs. You know, you. Uh, there's a lot more involved with that too, and I think you know uh, another person that deals with the same kind of stuff probably that I go through. And, and sometimes you say, you know what, I'm going to just say screw it because you know, uh, you know, if, if I were to open up and I'm not going to take the whole time up here with my issues and my problems, but when, when you throw in uh, social anxiety, panic attacks, um all well, of that's that that's a great combination yeah oh yeah yes yep. exactly all that yep. negativity <laughs> and uh you know but i started this saying you know what this is going to break me out of that a bit and which it has okay uh but you know it's still there'll be times where i can and it's so simple you get on you talk to somebody it's it's i do a great show people really do compliment me and stuff but Prior, I, there's times I go on and, and I swear to God, I, I'm nauseous right before the, I, I'm start talking to the people and you know going with the show, but just because of the social anxiety that I've got. And oh, that happens to me too. I mean, I don't know if it happens to you, but I, I get the urge to pee right before every show. I don't know if that happens. Well, to you. <laughs> pee, right man. before I'm like, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> go down. I'm gonna mute myself. I gotta go pee real quick. No, well, I'm, I'm talking actual panic attacks, and those are like you're going to die. You ever, you ever uh, tried peeing in terrible. my body? That gives you a panic attack right there, buddy. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we won't talk about that anymore. No but you know, other than that, you know, <laughs> it's um, you know, it's, no, it's you know, that it, kind it, of stuff. It's funny you mentioned panic attacks though, in, in, in a more serious tone. I used to suffer mm. from panic attacks. A true story. Uh, and, they're not. Uh, they're not fun, man. It's they're not awful. fun. Actually, it took me a long time to get over, you know, what I used to go through as a kid, and I, I could trace it all back to uh, the time that I know it's when it all triggered on me and it started happening. It mm -hmm. was right after I did a play. Uh, I think it was like the third grade. And uh, the play was, uh, uh, you remember that song, Splish Splash, I was taking a bath. Oh, of course. <laughs> right, the Splish Splash song. Everybody, everybody knows that song. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to be in this play right as a kid, and my job in the play, I was, you know, it was like very simple. I was, I was supposed to be in the background holding some stuff and like moving around. Nothing major, right? Mm -hmm. The main kid was supposed to be doing all the singing and stuff. He was a little bit older kid. He was a grade up above from where I was. And uh, he knew all the notes. He, he was a, he was great. He knew everything. For whatever reason, they wanted me to learn the you know the music just in case he couldn't perform for whatever reason. And I kind of like knew the lyrics, and I, and I figured you know that you know I figured out like the way to sing it, like you know the, the whole the movements and stuff. But they mm -hmm. just they, they're like, oh, it'll never you know you'll, we'll never need you because it's, it's a little school play. You know he'll, he'll be fine. But just yeah. in case, you know, it was one of those things. And I learned it just in case, and I think it was ever going to be needed. But then the day of the show, the kid got cold feet, and he didn't want to do the show. <laughs> so so guess, who had to do, guess who had to do? You guess who had to do the splish splash, taking the bath routine. <laughs> yep, Mr. Angel Espino. Yeah. yeah. 
And here's the, here's the kicker, I, and this is what really made the uh, the trigger effect for me when it came to like having panic attacks later in life. Uh, there's just there was uh, the way the stage I don't know if the way the stage was uh, put together. I had a little bathtub type of thing in the middle of the stage, and I was supposed to like have the curtains covering me, and I was supposed to like start singing. And uh, mind you, the singing was pre-recorded. I'm lip syncing. I'm not really singing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's not even my voice that was on the recordings. You know, I'm just lip syncing to it. I think it's the actual song, if I remember right. And I'm just like singing along to the thing, you know, like dancing and stuff. And then I have to open the uh, curtain, look out at the audience, and keep singing. And, and then I'm supposed to step out, get the towel, put the towel on, you know, and start dancing around the stage with the towel on. No shirt on. And I had a little <laughs> tiny, uh, like, nut hugger type of uh, underwear on. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I was, I was a kid. Very small nuts. Just saying. Was a little... <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'll be Go ahead. And so I'm there dancing and stuff, and, uh, you know, one thing leads to another, and the uh, towel gets caught on, like, part of the prop of the actual uh, the, the tub, and uh, it completely rips off of me as I'm, like, moving away from it. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm, like, literally, like, practically naked on stage because the underwear mm-hmm. didn't really cover much. Very, very small underwear. So I'm there, like, standing there with no shirt, no pants, <laughs> in front of a big crowd. You pulled a magic mic. Oh, oh it, no. It was very ball. magical. It was very magical. Very disturbing, yeah. <laughs> um, let's just say that the Splish Splash singing was done right then and there. And, uh... I, I didn't really continue. I kind of like just ran off stage. It was very embarrassing, as you can tell. Uh, therapy was needed for about a year after that. <laughs> and uh, panic attacks happened actually once in a while whenever I was in, the, in an area with a big room full of people. And uh, that's yeah. why, you know, you know, for me to go to conventions and stuff, that's cool that I could do that now. There's no yeah. way I could do that when I was like in my early, early teens. I just would never be able to do that. I could never be in a huge, you know, environment like that. It would just freak me out. Even in class sometimes, when I was in a big class, I would kind of like freak out a little bit. So I was always one of those kids who would like stay quiet, not say much. Because yeah. I knew at any moment I could just start like flipping out. And uh, <laughs> it, took, it took a while to get over it, man. I, I'll tell you that. It took a, a long while to actually get over that. Uh, yeah, know, yeah. Thing and it's, no, no, it's all I psychological agree, more than anything else. You know, now it's cool. You know, I, I could stand in front yeah, of good. And glad you overcame it. Yeah, for sure. I, I might, mean, I might I, shake I, a little bit and pee a little bit on myself, but I'll, I'll stand in front of you guys. <laughs> well, the pee on yourself, I don't, yeah, I guess we all have different things, but yeah, that's yeah, hey, you know what? I think mine's going to be a lifelong thing. Uh, I've dealt you know, with when it you since to, I was a get, child, and you know, when you get still, to my age, uh, you pee on yourself. That's what happens. It's you know, <laughs> true. Uh, okay, so let's get back to paranormal, huh? Um, <laughs> or whatever. We can all have some, a pee party. Some, but... some pee is paranormal, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially when it's gray. <laughs> um, gray? Okay. Yeah, you need antibiotics, maybe? I don't know. If it's red, you got real problems. Real you definitely problems. do, yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, now speaking of paranormal, like, yeah, let's get to some paranormal topics. You know, you know, this is a ufology-based show, first and foremost. I know. I'm, I was going to say what what a thing to get into here, but I, I had to throw out, uh, you know, what I was dealing with and things, you know, going on with it. But you know what? Oh, yeah, understood. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's this the paranormal is something I love, and I, I keep searching for answers. And still, you know, nothing's changed in the few months that we've talked, uh, Angel. Uh, you know, I'm still searching. There's not really been any credible evidence you know we could just keep looking for answers and, and digging and, and listen to the stories and uh who knows you know 10 15 years from now what i'm thinking then so you know 
I mean, I, I, what's your end goal here? Like, what's your your plan uh, with your show? I mean, do you have an end goal at all, or just you know, are you going through it as is? Um, end goal. Uh, I guess the end goal could really be anything, really, right? I mean, am I looking to survive the apocalypse? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically, what this is all about is really learning more and getting some kind of concrete evidence or even something that can persuade me that there's an afterlife, there's something more out there. Because I tell you, the, the, you know, to be, I'm scared of dying, you know. So is there an afterlife? Is there something there? I've heard plenty of stories, uh, you know, a lot of things that are getting me over that line to believe that. But I think everybody's got that fear, okay, but the paranormal side of it, to listen to people who have, um, you know, died and come back, uh, the whole afterlife thing, um, angels, uh, you know, ghosts themselves. It's like, what are they? Uh, even if you start talking about aliens and UFOs, um, you know, that lends some credence towards there being something uh, on the other side, I think. Because if there's something more, you know, out, out there, then there's got to be that possibility that, we die, and I know we're all energy, and no matter what, when we die, our, our energy goes somewhere. But right. where it ends up going is the part I'm wondering about. And Because I sit here right now with plenty of loved ones, same as you guys, that have passed, and you go, where the F are they? Mm-hmm. Uh, why are they not able to even come and give me a piece of something? Right. Uh, you know, and So this is kind of where I'm going. Am I trying to, you know, get a giant show here and become famous and stuff? Eh, probably not. Probably won't ever happen. I don't know. Um, it's just, I'm looking for answers. So, uh, you know, you that's know, my it, main goal. It's funny, you know, you say that because I had a similar conversation with my pops a few days ago. He was here uh, for the weekend mm-hmm. at my house. And, um, you know, my mother passed away last year in March. And, right. Uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, how the uh, the spirit goes to the other side after a certain period of time. That's, you know, that's my dad telling me, because he's just having uh, kind of like a, like a flashback to, like, early memories with him and my mother. You know, he was just kind of nostalgic, you know, being in the house, because he didn't live right. here with her. He, you know, he had divorced for several years. And uh, being in here, he just started, got a little nostalgic. He just started talking about my mom out of the blue. And uh, he tells me that, um, you know, that... It, the, you know, the, his relationship with her was, you know, special and this and that, and, and uh, that he's kind of like scared sometimes of coming in the house because, uh, you know, he's afraid that he might see her or, you know, like he, he's kind of like not scared of, of, of you know, being confronted by a spirit or a ghost because he doesn't think he, that she would harm him, but mm-hmm. in his naive mind thinking that they might actually see her, you know, walking around or something as a spirit form, and he just kind of will get spooked by it. And I go to him, Dad, I've been living here for the year, and and plus that she passed, and I haven't seen anything in the house, not a thing. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's not that I'm not a believer in, you know, in afterlife or something else happening after we die, but if anybody on this planet would come back from the dead to Mm -hmm. give their son some kind of, of a message or a clue that they're okay on the other side, would be my mother. And yeah, the reason sure. I say that, the reason I mm-hmm. say this, not just because she's my mother, is because of the relationship I had with my mother and growing up, 
knowing who she was as a person and how strong-willed she was and how on top of her kids she was all the time, there is no way that this much time would pass if there was a possibility that there is an afterlife that she can come back and communicate somehow with me or my brother. She was right. too much of yeah. she was too much of a great mother for her to mm-hmm. just sit back in heaven and be like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to communicate in any way, shape, or form with my kids that are you know miserable and on you know down there and depressed. Yeah, to give them a, at least a little bit of a lift in their depression, you know, and make them mm-hmm. you know understand that I'm okay. Uh, if if there is one human being that's ever walked <laughs> this earth, they could come back from the dead and pull that off. It would have been would my be mother. Her. And the yeah. fact that she has not done it in a year or so, I told my dad, the fact that it has not happened is because mm-hmm. honestly, I'm starting to believe there is nothing on the other side. There's no other side. There's no heaven. There's no hell. Yeah. What happens to our to our soul or to our spirit is either collected back into the ether and spit out into another galaxy somewhere, or maybe back on collected back into the same earth and re- that's what scares me. That's- yeah. I mean, it, who knows what happens to it? Maybe we're, uh, you know, instantly All reborn. we are is dust in the wind. Yeah, remember we're just yes. instantly reborn into another body somewhere, and we, like, the doctor, we, re, you know, we regenerate into a different body or something. But uh, see, that's what scares me. You know? I mean, I that would be cool. I, I could go with that, but, you know, just knowing that, you know, when you have children of your own and stuff like that, and, you know, the fact that, okay, I died before them, I'm going to be off, like you said, in another body, another planet, no memory of anything in the past, Nothing. my children that I loved and everything else. That's what's scary. And, and that's the ultimate uh, question for, I think, everybody. And, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I know if I died, okay, let's just say we're getting a little dark here, but if I were to croak over here right now in this room and, you know, I don't make for think. great radio, it'll make for good it radio. It would. It yeah. would, but anyways, I wake would... up, Dino! Wake up! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah, maybe I'll go silent here. Um, there you go. <laughs> the first thing I would do is I would, my I would stick around. I would try my hardest uh, to to, in, you know, involve myself with what's going on here with my children and my life here and the people I love. Uh, without a doubt, whether that keeps me stuck here, which I don't believe that either. I, you know, I, I know, my God, there's a plethora of ways people say they they can go to light anytime they want. I can help them get to the light, whatever. There should be a way back to the light, or if, if that's possible, or to go wherever you end up going. But I would definitely stick here. I know that for a fact. Uh, you know, and, unless we pass on and there's people there or spirits or angels that, you know, got a gun to your head and say, you're going straight up the avenue. <laughs> you ain't sticking around for a while. You don't do that. You know, so I, who knows? I mean, you know, it's just a, it's just a tough, tough thing to get to. You know, and, I think and, he, unless I mean, I you're religious, unless you're religious and you have ultimate belief, yeah. which, you know, all, more power to those people and, you know, that's okay too, but you know I need something a little bit more. You know, and, and, uh, it's funny because I was kind of going to mention the religion here, but uh, it, you also have to like you know think about this and kind of think outside the box a little bit. When you shed this body, you, you, when you die, let's just say there is an afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of the you know the, the fact that a lot of folks just go to the light and just 
you know, go to the next level, whatever that might be, if there is that. Uh, it's because once you shed this body, maybe you just, you stop caring about, like, the stuff you cared about. Because it all becomes obsolete and, you know, not important at that point. You know, I think at, at some point, you're, you know, you're, you're just stop caring about, you know, the light bill or the phone bill or the car bill or, or the mortgage bill or all that stuff. If you're, if you die and you know you're dead and that's it, you're, you're a ghost. <laughs> I think done, all this stuff just, yeah, all that stuff just disappears from being important to you. So, you know, I, you know, sticking around, yeah, it would be great, but it's almost, it, it's almost like torture in a sense. Well, yeah. Because I mean, you'd be, there, you'd be walking there you around go again. as nothingness. Yeah. Well, there you go. There's, there's a many different ways you can, you can take it. You know what I mean? Just like you said, you know, you, you may just not care and you may know that there's something, just the love and the, whatever you feel there just pulls you in so strongly that you don't care to stay behind and you're just anxious to get going. And maybe you're told when they pass on, they will see you on the other side. You will become, you know, somehow get together. So who knows? You could be right. I mean, so maybe when I do pass on, I wouldn't do that because people will tell me the the truth, what's going on, you know, yeah, you know, so yeah. th- there's just many different ways you can go, and and that's the paranormal field in general. Pretty you much. know, there's, you know, so yeah. By the way, we have a caller nine two eight. You're live on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome. You're live with Dino, Angel, and the other guy. Who is this? Okay, nine two eight. You're live. Estás en vivo en Sabado Gigante. <laughs> no, the wrong show. Somebody trying to call in. <laughs> oh, and they didn't get in. Okay. No, oh, well, they're in. They're in. They just, okay. uh, I guess they're they just not saying speak. anything. Or... Yeah, they forgot how to speak. That's the problem. Yeah. See, this is what you do. You, you put words together, and uh, you, you <laughs> form these things called sentences, and then you start moving your lips, and you start you know spewing these things out. And slowly but surely, you, you raise the volume up a little bit so we can hear you. And move your mouth. Yeah, move it. <laughs> maybe we should get like some. Uh, maybe we should get some like peanut butter or something like Mr. Ed. Remember in the sixties? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll get him going. And, you know, come on, come on, Mr. Ed. <laughs> no? Oh well. Oh well. Nine two eight. Call back if you get your uh, stuff fixed. Whatever the hell's going on there with you. <laughs> um, but no, you know, you bring up uh, interesting points uh, though with the you know with the whole. That this is paranormal in a nutshell, because it really is, uh, in a nutshell, you know, the entire spectrum of paranormal. You can look at what we just talked about with death, and, you know, you can kind of pinpoint other things in the paranormal community uh, that mm-hmm. are very similar. Not only death, but uh, other legends and stuff that in the past that you can just you look at, yeah, but, the, you know, we, we really don't know. We just, you know, we're speculating on everything paranormal. Yep. That's it. It's all speculation, isn't it? It's crazy. It is. It now, is. Do you like doing EVPs? I mean, are, are you uh, a fan of EVPs? And I, I, I think you told me once you, you like uh, recording EVPs. No? Um, yeah. No, I've, I've never recorded them, no. Uh, no but you, I, you, are you into, like, listening to EVPs? Yeah. Well, I tell you, I mean, I like listen to, uh, like, the, oh, God, what were the Ghost Hunters on Art Bell back in the day? Um, the uh, uh, Those guys are cool, yeah. GSI. Yeah, yeah, Ghost Hunters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were. I mean, those things would send chills up my spine. Just you know, because not you know, ninety percent of them were kid voices, which scare you anyways. But yeah. 
You know, but the, the funny thing is, like, they would ham it up. They'd be like, "So here we are, Howard. We're gonna be listening to what sounds like a little boy, and he is saying the words help, help me." But <laughs> yes, you hear yes. the back, you hear, you hear like, "Help me." Help me. <laughs> and being in the dark with headphones on, listening like help I would always do late at night, it was scary as heck. Now, here's the thing, though. I mean, it's scary as heck, but, I mean, that could have just been the same old guy who was recording the uh, the uh, earlier part, and now he's doing the voiceover. <laughs> oh, Angel, of course. I mean, do, do we? Re- how much do we really believe anymore with what we hear and articles we see? I mean, it's tough. we got to get out in the field and do it ourselves, but, you know, do you really have the time sometimes? So that's why, that's why I just go ahead and interview people who i think would make great guests and listen to their stories and just go from there and like you were talking earlier about getting out there sky watching the whole Mm -hmm. night vision thing uh that is something i would love to do and get out there you know more often you know and and look up into the skies because heck i couldn't even tell you how many times i don't look up in the sky because i'm on the go you know so You've got other things on your mind. No, not only that. If you if you constantly walk around looking up to the sky, you're gonna be bumping into a lot of shit. That's not good either. No. That yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> get your little spinal you know nerves yeah, going. Yeah, you have there spinal problems at the end. Yeah, if you're driving that way, also you're gonna be crashing into stuff. You don't want that. Also, they're gonna kill you. Gotta be no, careful. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta no. be very careful, man. It's, it's crazy. So no, but look, in all honesty. It, you're absolutely right. You got to get on the field. You got to put, you know, boots on the ground and do this stuff for yourself, which a lot of folks don't have the time or the patience to do. And that's the crazy part. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, it's you know the thing is you know we're kept so busy with our routine and our day of life and everything and that keeps us you know uh, you know you know preoccupied. And you know right. whether it's sports, whether it's you know our kids uh, you know recitals or whether it's a TV show or whether it's you know love making with the wife or whatever it is that's keeping you Bye busy. Boom. There's so many things that keep you busy during the week that, yes. you know, unless you're like a young dude who's single and, again, you're not going to get laid for a while and you're okay with that, it's tough to, you know, go out sky watching and really put, you know, time into it or go out into these, you know, do research uh, for, like, paranormal stuff and try to get, like, EVPs and stuff. Or unless you're being sponsored by a big TV network or something. You know, that's, But, again, you know, they... A lot of that stuff is doctored and fake, just so you know, like. Oh yeah, entertainment, TV. and that's yeah, what the whole. Stuff. Yeah, that's what the whole thing's become now. That's why you gotta yeah. sift through everything now with a fine tooth comb and to get to the truth, and makes your life just a little bit harder when you're doing what we do, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, how, I mean, how much that does that really like you know piss you off though when you look at TV shows and you know they're faking stuff, and here you are trying to do this for like you know the real aspect of what the paranormal means to you and you know trying to get to some real answers yeah it's it's upsetting to you know a degree um i there, there are some that i can actually just enjoy the characters I, I really and put it aside as entertainment uh just like any other show but they're not doing any good for the paranormal field of course right. i mean they're just not um and it's not you know it's not going to go away you know so what are you going to do you're either going to enjoy the characters and just uh put yourself in kind of an a state of imagination, can I say that? Because um, even though it ain't true, you can kind of put your mindset in that, oh, my God, this might be true state until the show is over. And then, you know, you know, you go, 
this was fake. Of course, I know this ain't true, and it's funny, and they didn't find nothing. And but, but then again, you know, yeah, th- there's another side that pisses you off because we really do want to know the truth, you know. And um, it's hard to separate all of that stuff, you know. I mean, it's easier when you look at the stations that air these programs. You know that those are going to be fake, but even when you get into media and Facebook and YouTube, YouTube especially, you can go through a hundred different channels and 99 are going to be fake and there's going to be one that's really trying to do good research and stuff. So, my God, Angel and Alan, it's just, it's very tough. It's very tough for us right now. What's your, what's your favorite aspect in paranormal? Like, What's like the thing you research the most? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I do like the darker stuff, so demonology, um, of course, ghosts, spirits, stuff like that. Uh, really intense on the Ouija board and connecting to the other side. Uh, but, but I mean, it's wide open, but I, I would say that's kind of, I don't know why I would say enjoy it, more enjoyable for me, but um, I do like that side of the paranormal a little bit more than the other, so. Yeah. Really? Alright. Yeah, yeah. You're a dark, dark individual. I'm a dark, dark Mr. man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just think it's because of the whole, you know, con- contacting somebody on the other side, you know, it's, it's, th- it's yeah. that whole thing. But, um, I'm also a lover of horror films, so you can kind of throw that mix in there too. So if, if it has anything to do with each other, uh, you know, horror and the darker side of the paranormal, that's probably why. So, yeah. I mean, have you tried to contact a uh, loved one that's passed in uh, recent years? Um, you know what? It's funny you say that because we were just talking about somebody reaching out to you. And, and I kind of do – it kind of counts, but in a way it doesn't, but – Yes, when my grandmother did pass away, okay, and this was maybe eight years ago, something like that, um, me and my brother were messing around with the Ouija board, and and later that night, and this was maybe three days after she had passed on, um, she actually showed up in my dreams, which I never dreamt of my grandma, and it could have been just because she passed away, but um, she was sitting on a couch, and she just said, I'm okay. You don't have to worry because me and my grandma, just like you said, with your, you, you know, your mom, we, we were just close as can be. And uh, for some reason, never before anything like that. And then just that one night, she shows up in my dream and says everything's okay. Uh, was take it for what it's worth. But, uh, you know, that did happen to me. But but other than that, I've never reached out to anybody, really. Um, not even using the Ouija uh, board? Because, I mean, they try to, like, say, Aunt Matilda, are you there? <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I need a loved one that's passed. I mean, I would, I'd be kind of, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't say well, I'm afraid or be afraid to con- try to contact my mother who's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. So dear to me, but yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I want to like you know interrupt her chi or her flow or whatever it is exactly that's going on because it's so soon since she's passed. You know, I right. I hear things like, oh, it takes a year or two before you know they actually meet uh, the kingdom of heaven, and you know that's the case. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't want to like you know mess her up by trying to call her back and you know making her late for her meeting with the uh, the big G. 
And I don't want to do that. That's, that's not cool either. So, you know, well, I, I, just, I just wanted to let time pass and let her do her thing. But at the same time, I'm intrigued, you know, to like to see how everything's okay with her. Or if she's kicking it, you know, cool on the other side. And, you know, maybe she can go and uh, say hi to Tupac for me and or Biggie or something. But, you know, in all honesty, you know, there, there are other family members. Like, I lost one of my, uh, my one of my best friends, actually, Esteban, who died in the 90s. I mean, I'd love to contact him. Uh, and stuff, but at the same time, I'm almost afraid of touching a Ouija board because of the connotation of, hey, you might be opening yourself up to demons coming in and uh, uh, the rest of your life. And that no. yeah, brings all kinds of negativity to it. I mean, have you seen that at all? I mean, you, you use a Ouija board. Yes. And when you've contacted, whatever it is you've contacted, obviously you haven't been a family member. Uh, right. But, I mean, have you found it to be negative in any way, the experience afterwards? I never have, no. As many times as I've used it, never, ever have I seen any negative negativity with it. I've seen some great, you know, ex- I've had some great experiences with it, but nothing negative, uh, you know, like getting answers to questions I've asked it and stuff like that. Uh, and contacting whatever it was I contacted, you know, they would give strange names and stuff like that, but nothing ever negative. And even a lot of the people that I've talked to that, really dive deep into using the Ouija board uh, will say the same thing that, you know, they've never had anything happen. Uh, unfortunately, the religious side of it are the, that's where you get the people coming out. And I'm not bashing religion again, because I believe and eh, whatever. Um, but they're the <laughs> ones that are the diehards. It's, it's, it's a thin line. You got to walk with, without upsetting people, but uh, oh, they, they I'm really are the day. ones they really are the ones that will tell you you're opening up uh, doors to whatever that you shouldn't be messing with. And um, I, I would say, well, what's happened that you, well, you just shouldn't. It's you're open. You're bringing demons. You're, you're contacting evil spirits. You don't know what you could be. You know. But I mean, I just, I have not seen that. And I've, it's, if, if you see anything, I mean, you tell me, but I, I just haven't come across it at all. And My question yeah. is, that, like, how did that become, you know, something that people, like, said, that you contacted demons? Because, I mean, Ouija boards have been around for a long time, and they, funny enough, they sold it as a kid's toy. Uh, it was just hysterical. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it, you know, how, how did that become mythology that, oh, you're contacting well, demons? I mean, this is an all-purpose to contact loved ones, friends, spirits of any kind. Uh, well, you know, I think... I think if you go way back, yeah, I think if you go even way back, uh, Angel, when, you know, with witches and, and, you know, the crystal balls and summoning of the spirits, uh, you know, it all became kind of an evil thing. The Salem witch trials, if you had a woman that, you know, could possibly have been psychic, could be, could have been channeling some, you know, a spirit, you know, was able to, if you believe in channeling, um, you know, it, it, Look what happened to them. They're a witch. They get, they're dead. You know, let's hang her. She's evil. You know. So I think the connotation's always been there that messing with the spirits on the other side just automatically, and it's come from religion. It's you know Christianity, and you know it's it's an evil thing to do. And I think it's just like you said, folklore, mythology, all that good stuff. You know, that you talk about. It's yep. just it's come along with it. So it comes right along with the Ouija board. It's the same thing except modern times, you know. Uh, if, if you go out, you know, using something. And, and, you know, you also got a lot of young kids who play pranks and do this. So it gets a bad name. So, 
you know, I think that's just pretty much what it's uh, come down to. Um, you know, it's, yeah, that's pretty much my thought on the matter. And speaking of kids playing pranks, the first time I ever, like, messed with a Ouija board, I was uh, at an aunt's house. It was actually my mother's aunt, and I guess it was mm-hmm. my great aunt. Nothing really great about these people, but, yeah, I guess that's what you would call them. <laughs> uh, so they were there, and one of my cousins, second cousins, whatever, uh, had a Ouija board, and he started, like, you know, he was like, God, oh, let's go mess with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, we're all sitting in the porch, you know, like, you know, messing around with the Ouija board, and uh, supposedly uh, a spirit of uh, some uh, older gentleman uh, was on the other side trying to uh, talk to us, and uh, they kept asking me questions, and, and I got, I'm really touching the Ouija board thing with, like, one hand, because I'm, like, mm-hmm. freaking out, and they keep moving it around, asking the questions, and at one point they ask you, are you going to go home with anyone tonight and, and haunt them? And they were like, and the thing answered, yes, you know, they kept, you know, going through each letter and stuff, and we read the letters down and whatever, Right. and they were like, yes, and they were like, okay, uh, do you know who's the person you're going to uh, go home with tonight? And it said, and they spelled out angel. And I'm like, oh, hell no, fuck you. No, that's... <laughs> Why you got to do that to me, wow. man? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sleep for like two days, y'all. Like, I was like freaked out, but I was like, there's a strange oh. dude in my room. I don't know what's going on. He's probably in the corner doing something crazy in the closet. And but nothing I happened, I right? I can't sleep. I just got to sleep. Nothing happened, but I, I, to this day, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, nobody there. And think about it. If, if, if Nobody's there, right? That, right good. Everybody always thinks happen. there's something in the closet. Maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. Monster, yeah, Monster Squad. The mummy in the closet. Anyways, yeah. Uh, but like I said, yeah, I mean, even if something did come, say, say a spirit was able to summon up enough energy to take itself with you, like it said it was going to do. Uh, how many times do you ever hear of, well, we there's the entity, the movie, and what uh-huh. it's based on, which was really nothing to do with what but anyways uh a, a told-up story whatever it, whether you believe it or not uh so, so yeah i mean there's just very uh limited data that shows that you know okay this this happened and they said this and when i got home it attacked me and uh, heck even if you just get a scratch I, i'll even take that you scratch me if you want you know i mean <laughs> as long as you don't enter my body and take it over you know like the exercise See, that's my know, fear right there like i don't want to wake up one day and it's like three days have passed <laughs> i go to work and they're like what are you doing here angel and i'm like well i just i get to work and I'm like <laughs> how do you come back here after what you did yesterday you burned down like five buildings and you killed 20 people what are you doing here? oh no what but are see, you talking about? I have no recollection of that event whatsoever. You bring up a good point, though. See, I mean, I could be totally wrong. Maybe it does happen. So who knows? I mean, until I mean, you experience it yourself, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've just never had a, a bad experience. That's all. I mean, I, I've been hey, told that I look, I've been told that the other guy here looks uh, familiar, like they've seen him on America's Most Wanted. I don't know, like. No, they haven't. Alan, really? Uh, yeah. Hmm. No, all right, all right. Had, it was me. Maybe my face is on the, uh, you know, the post office wall, but you know, yeah, that's about. Yeah, it. I was gonna say, do they still put those up in the post office? Yeah, I think yeah, so. That was me. Yeah. Oh, I was boy. in the back of a milk carton. I was missing for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just in time for printing of the ca- the the container. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. That. And I was just, you know, they, when they found me, I was just getting high on my friend's couch. They're like, "What happened?" I was just at the couch, and I, and I don't know if it was uh, funny that I was missing and I or you know. But way, I hey, can I couch. ask you guys something? Um, Shoot, something something I got just got uh, 
you know, somebody told me about uh, a couple days ago, and I haven't had enough time to look it up, but I did watch the video of it, uh, that 1977, um, uh, where the BBC got interrupted by an alien species, uh, Vrillian, uh, a representative of Ashtar Galactic Command, uh, mm-hmm. basically telling us people of Earth, you know, you know what we're doing wrong and stuff like that, and we better change. Do you remember anything like that? Um, I remember hearing they, about it, but I've, yeah. you know, I don't know if there's that. Well, let's see if YouTube has it. Oh, well, they do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's out there. I mean, I've uh, I've seen it before. Um, I mean, of course, you got people saying it's it's fake and it's not real, but um, yeah, I mean, it's very very interesting, and it happened the same where same year. <laughs> you guys got sound effects going uh, this week, huh? It's not me. It must be Angel doing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is the uh, Vrillian Ashtar Galactic Command incident. The electronic no, voices. Watch this. No, no, no. No, put, put in BBC Alien uh, 1977. It'll come up. Hang yeah, on, I got it. Got it. You'll got see. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Angel. I don't even know whether to take you serious anymore. What's going on here? Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> There yeah, you I'm, go. Yeah. That was the beginning of the video. That's why it's like some weird alien spacey music. Oh, you it must have got some, one that somebody edited. Yeah. Yeah. It happened on uh, during ITV evening news. Yes. Uh, mysterious message. Jam the regular. Here it is. Sick. Now, um, yeah, it's, it's a lovely hoax. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, right, right, it, right, it reminds right. me. Have you seen that video of the alien uh, being interviewed uh, that came out recently? Uh, where he's talking oh, about being that, yeah. that the future. Sounds, that one sounded looked a little bit more believable. Well, somebody said, okay, that the video is definitely CGI hoax, but the voice behind it really is, uh, they're saying, an alien voice. I guess Clyde Lewis or somebody actually tried to uh, work with the uh, on, on his show or something. I'm not, I'm not a fan of Clyde Lewis. I don't know who he is really, but uh, he tried to take the human side of the voice out of there and it was still there something like that so people are saying that the voice technically may really be an alien voice but that the video is actually you know cgi don't ask me why they would do that but you know that that's what i was told it's relatively new yeah that is ridiculous and uh, i would have put it past (laughs) ufology you know it's like it's funny because uh, that was kind of like what happened with the um the alien autopsy video in the 90s yeah, uh, where you know, like they, it came out eventually that it was hoaxed and it was staged and all that jazz. But then they asked Antilly, the guy who came up with the uh, the footage, and he's like, "Oh no, no, no! There really was footage mm. of an alien autopsy, but it was so degraded and it was so bad that we, that's why we reenacted the thing." Oh, jeez, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't just kill the credibility of you know anything exactly. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Want it but to be real doesn't always end up being real. Exactly, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, that's what we deal with in ufology for the most part, and in the paranormal. Mm-hmm, yeah, 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 first. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, it's funny because it doesn't seem to, like, you know, change. And, uh, it, you know, in the paranormal, I mean, you, you think ufology is, like, slow when it comes to news. Has there been any kind of news whatsoever in the paranormal in the last, like, 20 years worth even talking about? 
Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> not really. Cases here and there. I mean, really, right? Uh, um, I mean, there hasn't know. been, like, anything major, like, when it comes to, like, exorcisms or anything like that in the last, like, 50 years. I don't think anyway, yeah. No, I mean, you know, cases still go on. I mean, you know, you, you do get exorcisms every year. I mean, you know, there's never been any really blown up stories about it. Uh, and again, that could be because of all the shows that really are out there right now and, and those things get put aside. So uh, the real cases and the real interesting ones, are we really going to hear about them? Uh, probably not unless we're spending, you know, most of our day and night in front of the computer uh, you know, researching and, and looking into that stuff, it's just, it's too hard to do. So, well, know, I mean, do, I do exorcisms actually still happen? Because, I mean, I'm, most of this stuff is treated nowadays as mental disorders and, uh, you know, people giving pills and... Right, exactly. But they, they and... as far as I know, they, they still do happen, though. you you got to get permission through the church and, and all that, you know you know, rigmarole and all that stuff. But they do give permission to some priests who are uh, ordained to do that. So, you know, and they do still go out and uh, perform exorcisms, just even just the fact to make them feel better about themselves, however the religion works in it. Uh, But, yeah, they still do do it. But not any big cases that I've ever heard of uh, lately. It's just been, um, like I said, who knows, maybe that's, What's going on? The, the TV networks are just filling the airwaves with all these things to uh, block out all the real stuff that's actually happening out there. So we don't really uh, get our hands on the true information, you know? Now, have you yourself uh, ever uh, wanted to, uh, I don't know, uh, contact a famous dead person? Well, yeah, if you, you know... Yeah, of course, I'd love to speak to them all, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, you know, no, like, who would your favorite dead person be that you would want to contact? Oh man, uh, that's a tough question. One I really never thought of. Really, I mean, I love the old, love the old West. I would love to talk to some of those guys from. I, I love the gangsters. I'd love to talk to Al Capone. I, the guy's a maniac, uh, but I'd love to talk to him. I, I like the that kind of. I'd like Stop to ask him. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, Al Capone, uh, how badly did uh, uh, Geraldo get it? I mean, you know, like he, <laughs> yeah. he tried to get to that vault, but he screwed that he was up. Looking at, he was looking in the wrong spot, you know. <laughs> oh man! Or oh, guy, you know, so, some of my favorite comedians, even you know, it's, it has nothing to do with paranormal, yeah. but you know, Abbott and Costello, Lauren Hardy. I, those are people John I, would, <laughs> I would definitely, man, I'd talk to Lauren Hardy like that. And those, yeah, there you go. That's my two top. Lauren Hardy, I would love to talk to them if I could conjure anybody, you know, and make me feel happy, Lauren tell a few Hardy. jokes. There you go. Interesting. All right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Any uh, dead, famous uh, dead people you want to talk to? Any famous dead people I want to talk to? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, the ones, tough, I, the ones huh? I want to talk to you aren't dead yet, so i got to wait. <laughs> like, wouldn't you want to have a, a chat with somebody who's passed on that's real famous? Like, Or Houdini. Ask him, hey, why Houdini, didn't you um, oh, yeah. Why didn't you come back and, yeah. you know, prove it? So, yeah. yeah. Abraham Lincoln. I'll take that one. There you go. That's a good, that's one. good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Or better yet, you know something? JFK to give advice on how to run the country now. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think he had much of a clue how to do it back then either. <laughs> I don't think he would have gotten himself killed if that was the case. <laughs> you know, JFK oh, was probably just. I think he was assassinated for, um, you know, too honest. the wrong reasons. You yeah. know, he wanted to expose too many things. He had too much. It, it, it just was a bad thing. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I wish he was still around. I wish, I wish, you know, I think the country would be a lot different had he lived. Hmm. That's optimism, that's for sure. Uh, I'm, uh, it's hard for us to get me to be optimistic even if the best individual is in power <laughs> in this country because you got to go through so many loops and jump over too many hurdles to get things done so yeah i'm i mean it's good to be optimistic of course but yeah i know one good person no no go ahead go ahead no no by all means you guys go no i was just what was i gonna say now i just i forget what i was gonna say go ahead i forget (laughs) (laughs) i got Uh, i don't remember well you know that happens uh when you uh well you know get older yeah, well, that's okay, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say, there's one dead person I'd like to actually uh, have a conversation with, and uh, he goes by the name of Harold Ramis. Oh, oh wow. yes. <laughs> Ghostbuster Shane. And yes. the one question I'd like to ask him is like, so uh, now that you know, you're, you're on the other side, uh, how badly did the Ghostbusters reboot suck to you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He may, he may die again. Just yeah. for asking him that question. I, that movie you might know, have killed him twice, I think. Yes. He got Angel, you're putting me up another level. You know, I mean, you know? <laughs> oh, uh, I hate that's that movie, funny. by the way. That, that's, talk about a terrible reboot. Well, you're talking to a guy who loves everything older. I, I don't watch anything from 2009. I really don't. Uh, there's too many good things. Too many good. I, I take that back. I, I, of course, there's certain movies I will watch, but uh, for the most part, I'm going back and watching movies from the '80s and, and later that I've never seen before, and uh, that'll take up most of my time. I, I don't care for anything. I know I, I sound like an old man, but I, technically, I'm not. I just I love the older stuff, you know. So it's all good. I'm actually an old man myself, so I feel you on that. But listen, we're all out of time. Unfortunately, Dino, it's uh, it's uh, been awesome having you on the show again, bro. And we have to have you back on soon. Uh, not, Thank you. you. Know, eight months from now. Uh, <laughs> anytime, anytime. And of course, the other guy here, I'm sure, had a, a lot of fun. He actually stuck around for the that. That I show. did. Yep. Th- I have been doing that lately. <laughs> I've been doing that lately. Don't don't get on my. You case. stuck around for the whole show, man. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, you're a great co-host, man. You really add a little bit of uh, spark here between the two of you. So I, I'm liking it. I'm digging it. All right. There is a little spark between me and the other guy. He's my radio hetero life mate. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, though, uh, give the audience again uh, a chance to, to know where exactly they can catch your show and uh, any web addresses you want to give out. By all means, go for it. Yeah, sure. Uh, just uh, Paranormal Into the Night. You can search it in your Google engine and everything will come up. But basically, Facebook page, uh, Facebook group, Paranormal Into the Night, uh, YouTube channel, Paranormal Into the Night. You can catch up on all my shows there. Uh, but the group is really where I kind of interact with everybody the most. So I would say if you guys want one spot to go hit, 
hit the Facebook group Paranormal Into the Night because I post the iTunes links, the YouTube links, the show page, you know, everything up there. So there you go. That's it. And, and I do appreciate Angel and Alan having me on. Uh, Skywatchers, as always, you guys are no great. Worries. Thank you very appreciate much. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much. And uh, guys, that is uh, a great, uh, the great Dino Ewalt. And uh, <laughs> listen to his show. Uh, check out his podcast on YouTube. I'm sure it's uh, a lot of fun looking at whatever image he has blasted on there while he's spooking <laughs> yes. the hell out of you and freaking you out. <laughs> freaking your mind out, man. Uh, we'll be back next week live right here on Skywatchers Radio. As always, please stay safe, stay indoors, or go outside and Skywatch. If not, stay indoors and watch some TV and uh, don't get violent. We don't need any more of that crap. Too many protests. It's all over the place. It's ridiculous. Someone put the news people protesting. Stop protesting. Good night, everybody. <laughs>